It's time for the Drive Stop 4 at 4. Hour number two of the drive underway here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith back with you. Send things back to the White Claw. Hard Seltzer Studios. Marcus Young has your top four at four. Marcus. Thank you, Russell. At number one, University of Tennessee base. Uh, University of Tennessee has made an update to the baseball team. In a quote saying, we are pleased to announce that Coach Vitello has completed his three-game suspension. He will be back in the dugout leading our baseball team tomorrow. We are also thrilled to announce that Mao Yahuna, his eligibility has been reinstated and is available to join Tennessee's active roster effective immediately. Hey, real quick shout out uh, today to Josh Elander. Now 8-0 as interim coach. Let's go, Coach E. Nice. Unbeaten. Never that, lost. I mean, if, if we've got a skip like we've got, and I never want him to go anywhere. I love Tony Vitello. It's good to have a uh, a guy like Elander on your staff that can um, just step in and the team doesn't miss a beat. Because they hammered down. What are we, 5-0 on a 5-0 run right now? Yes. Yes. 6-0. At number two, Falls Football Lance, a 2024 four-star wide receiver as they received the commitment from J.J. Harrell out of Mississippi. The six foot two, 185-pound wide receiver comes from Sardis, Mississippi. Chooses the Vols over LSU, Georgia, Alabama, and others, including Old Miss. Wide receiver you. We're back, baby. You know what was really funny was how, wasn't it Clemson? that uh, tried to take that mantle away from us a couple of uh, years ago when, when Botch was struggling to recruit and develop wide receivers. And now look at Clemson and look at the big orange baby. And You're a wide receiver. Where do you want to go? You want, you want to play for Dabo? You want to play for Yabo Dabo? Or you want to play for the hype daddy? Play for hype. Uh, we've got the reigning Blitnikoff Award winner getting ready to go possibly in the first round of the draft. At number three, your AP men's basketball poll has been released today as the top five remains the same, going Houston, Bama, Kansas, UCLA, and Purdue. The changes in the SEC, Tennessee drops down one spot to number 12. You have Kentucky coming up to 23, Texas A&M at 24. The biggest changes uh, is Virginia drops seven spots to 13. UConn jumps up four spots to 14. And Marquette jumps up to, oh, I just saw them, jumps up to sixth, four spots for them as well. Wow, Shaka Smart ranked ahead of Rick Barnes. Maybe, maybe he was an upgrade over Rick Barnes just for Marquette, not Texas. Was it this show or was it volunteer your reaction? We had somebody call in recently and say that, and he was serious too, that Tennessee should push Rick Barnes out. And he wasn't even thinking ironically. He said that like, we should try and get rid of Barnes and hire Shaka. I remember hearing that somewhere. I can't remember where I, 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 I think, think it was VR. Yeah, I think so too. Cause 
I made the uh, remark about how Texas thought that was a wonderful idea, and, and Davey Hudson chuckled derisively under his breath. Davey Hudson, I love it when Davey chuckles derisively under his breath. He's so snide. He is, man. Love him. It's my boy. And finally, Snarky. at number four, the Milwaukee's Bucks co-owner Mark Larsery sells his stake to the Haslam's. Jimmy and D. Haslam of the Cleveland Brown owners buy their stake into the Milwaukee Bucks at a value of $3.5 billion. Can't take it with you, I guess. The Haslam's just going to buy up all the sports teams. Aren't they buying the Preds, too? Uh, no, that was the other Haslam. Um, what's his name? Well, the other brother. it's all under the Haslam umbrella. Yeah, you I mean our, our former governor? Yeah, what's his name? Bill? The, Bill, that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, Governor Haslam? I don't really pay attention to the Haslams. I could care less about them from a personal standpoint. But good for them. They get to own an NBA team as well as an NFL team. Jimmy does. Oh, Jimmy coaching shorts. Will he be out there having them run the weave, Russ, during warm-ups? Yeah, he always shows up in his coaching shorts during training camp. That's funny when he does that. Makes me chuckle. You think he's going to try coaching Giannis? <laughs> Listen, I know how I can help your game. I'm blanking. Did uh, Giannis and the Bucks? did they win the championship? They were in the finals a couple of years ago, right? I think they won Yeah, one. They, they won it. Yeah. Who did they beat? Uh, the it Suns, was, right? Yeah, the Suns. Mm-hmm. So he's already they've already got their championship. So the Bucks fans shouldn't feel too badly now that their franchise is about to implode. <laughs> yeah. That was a good derisive last too. I, I liked that. Did you hear that, Bear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have that the same good. level of just uh, disdain and, and vitriol that that Hudson can work up. Uh, no, I, I want to add Marcus's chuckle to my list of funny laughs with the uh, Conzo laugh the butch laugh i need marcus <laughs> pretty good it was, it was a good it was a good one-liner right there i, I wasn't ready for it that's, that's what makes a good the one-liner thank you marcus top four at four this afternoon on the drive a windy monday afternoon the winds of change are blowing ladies and gentlemen as we have movement in all three of the major sports, the big story, Tony Vitello back from his three-game suspension. Back in the saddle again. Maui Ahuna back and in the Vols lineup. Get to see him tomorrow. wonder where they're going to bat him. I, I've really been wondering that, man, because we've got – we are up to – with uh, Merritt back now, we've got like six quality bats in that lineup. And – I don't think it's going to be like last year where we basically had nine quality bats. I mean, that's that's pretty rare in any level of baseball. But we get back to seven quality bats, Maybe. and you've only got one or two holes in your lineup. Yeah. You win a lot of games that way. Yeah, I mean, with uh, – oh, gosh, what's his name? Our catcher Taylor with is it Chuck. Chuck Taylor. Yeah, I mean, Chuck if, Tater. If, if Chuckles can get his bat going – with Ahuna, then you're looking at eight. If his bat stays hot, um, I'm more interested not in his bat. I can't wait to see him start throwing those laser beams from, you know, picking up a, a 
hot sizzling line drive and um, hurling it over to first base. Have you seen well, any I, of the videos? He's, he's got a cannon, dude. Yeah. No, he's a really good catcher. The storyline, you know, I'm fine with him and, and Stark kind of platooning behind the plate. We've got oh, no, I was catchers. talking about a Huna from shortstop, man. Oh, Maui, yeah. More than but his bat. Obviously I'm ready to set the on the infield at this point. My, you know, the question has been the outfield, and they continue to rotate and rotate and rotate out there. And I'm beginning to wonder. Obviously, Merritt and Dickey are there. You play in the outfield, mm-hmm. and they've been waiting on Kyle Booker mostly, but um, Christian Scott as well, giving those guys opportunities. These upperclassmen for a chance to seize the job, and it hasn't happened. And I'm just what that Dryling kid can flat out play, man. He's a stud. Yeah, I feel like with Vitell, I may be completely wrong. I mean, he's going to give the the upperclassmen every chance to to grab the job. But at 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 some point, I feel like with the head coach we've got, he's not going to keep a guy that makes us better off the field. No, and the the schedule is so light for the rest of the way in. And until we get to conference play that he can continue to mix and match and give opportunities and, and stuff like that. But uh, particularly for Booker, you know, he's a junior now and he's played a lot here and had a lot of opportunities and he's, he's been given huge opportunities out of the gates here to, um, to nail down that, that job and, and left field. And it hasn't happened yet. I'll throw uh, Reese Chapman, the other freshman in there, as well like him and dryling those guys are pushing they're not waiting their opportunity they're not doing the well you know my time will come after the no they want to play and they're taking advantage of their opportunities so those those upperclassmen man if they want that spot they better wake up start hitting so interesting times in Tennessee baseball for sure. Let's go to the phones. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. 546-8200. And T-Carp is next. What's up, T-Carp? Hey, guys. What's going on? Y'all all right? Doing well. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm trying to drive down to Atlanta, but my, my vehicle is about to take off with these winds, man. It's crazy. That's scary, man. When you're driving fast and the wind's blowing right at you, it feels like it's just going to lift you up off the ground. It's, it's, it's wild, buddy. It's wild. So, you know what else is wild? Is us, uh, us getting the number one uh, wide receiver out of uh, Mississippi. How's that feel, boys? I mean, like I said, wide receiver, you back again. It, it feels good, man. It feels good to expect success on the recruiting trail, to not have to – Oh, uh, you know, get these three stars. Maybe they'll work out. Maybe we can coach them up. No, we're, we're getting guys you know are players right now, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. What I like about it is, uh, you know, Georgia wants them, Alabama wants them, LSU wants them. And I remember a few years back when we would get a four-star and you'd have, oh, Tennessee and Kentucky would be the top people on his list. You know what I'm saying? It's not with this guy. This is bona fide. We're we're fishing in the big boy pond, and and, uh, and I remember you saying it uh, over the course. You know, we won the first four or five games, and you're like, this changes the 
level of recruiting that we're in if we start winning get, these big games. Like, I, I remember us playing in the kiddie pool a little bit, and there being some big fish in that, but now we are we are fishing in the in the stocked big boy, large moss bass pond, and I love it. I love it. Um, is Tony Botello, is he going to regrow his beard after this five-game suspension? Because uh, I'm glad I'm not the only one that just looks terrible with the shaved face. <laughs> Whoa. He, number one, you don't, and Easy he now. doesn't. And it did have the look of, uh, you know, somebody that was getting ready to go to court, you know, or have to go somewhere important, put on a good impression. I don't know. Would you, was that a backhanded compliment that you said I don't look terrible with the shaved face? There's nothing backhanded about it. You're a good-looking dude. Don't you think so, Marcus? I, oh, we're doing this the whole good look. look yeah, he's a handsome man, yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you. It's too – Two thank, shows in a row. Thank now. you, Bear. I, I, I don't know how to accept this compliment. Thank you. Anyway, uh, on a, uh, I don't know what, the, I'm totally flabbergasted by that. Thank you, Bear. Um, buddy, I don't know what to say after that. I, I got to end my call with, uh, I hope, uh, hope Barnes can put together a, uh, another offensive, uh, like you said, two offensive games. It'd be great. Um, you know, my basketball analysis is they need to put the, uh, all through the hoop better and uh, that's all i can add to the show on that y'all be good love y'all thank you t car appreciate the phone call 865-546-8200 your number to get on the big orange phillies phone lines and stay with it here let's get rusty in here next what's up rusty what's up fellas not much man how you doing i'm well um a couple things um, Maui back. Does that mean uh, the the kid has been playing shortstop might might get him in some DH roles occasionally? He's he's especially facing all the left handers that we keep thrown at us. We, we need as many right handed bats to, to counter all these. I mean, I think we've played eight games and six of them we've faced a starting lefty. That's that's insane. I, I can't believe Dayton had three guys they could start from the you know that were southpaws. Um. And I know teams are going to try to do that all year um, with us being so left-hand heavy on our, on our really good bats. Yeah. I don't, I mean, they've got a a lot of competition for that DH spot, right? Um, Yeah. He, uh, jazz love the, the kid from CAK starting at uh, shortstop. He's done all right. He's done all right. I think, I I think he's had pretty productive at bats. I mean, his bat average aren't great, but I think he's battled up there and really worked work counts really well. I, I I don't have any problem whatsoever with him. I I, I would like to see him get some more bats even with Maui back. Um, I don't I don't know how long you guys were just talking about. I don't know how long you can keep trying to force certain guys into the lineup that play in the outfield. Um, I want those guys to succeed, but I'm not sure that they they're good enough hitters to to long term stay in this lineup every day. Um, it just looks like they're all over the place. Like it's not just not getting hits and it's, you know, bad luck stuff. It's, it's their swing looks like, you know, an unfolded lawn chair. Um, you talked about, this is off the topic, but you talked about Bruce and the situation with him and this being what happened with the being similar. Mm-hmm. 
do, do people remember that Bruce served a 10-game suspension to start the SEC season after? Um, but he wasn't fired then. After he came back, he committed more violations after the suspension. And then he also lied about why Brian Williams was suspended for the last game of the season and had like 10 recruits on campus that same Kentucky game to end the year and had like all these tickets given out to, to recruits' families that was a, was a major or a, a level one violation at the time. And that it was the spitting in the face after he had lied, after he had got Aaron Kraft's family to lie. <laughs> After he had told his assistant coaches to lie, he, they, they gave him another chance and said it's a 10-game suspension. And then he came back and immediately started pulling crap again. That's what, that's what hopefully, the goodness, uh, Coach, Coach Vitello yeah. doesn't, doesn't take that, that Bruce, path. Of, Bruce going to Bruce, for sure. You know, I know that uh, Vitello had a meeting with the administration this afternoon, and they might be doing that right yeah. now. I'm not sure. But I, I would hope at some point, and and I don't know who does this, man. It's it, how do you sit the rock star down and, and explain to him the facts of life? But like, well, I would hope bad. that somebody would would tell him. It's like, look, man, we love you. You're super loved here. We want you to stay here for a long time, win a lot of games, make a lot of money, and all that stuff. But you're gonna have to rein it in a little bit. You got a big spotlight on you. And a big bullseye on you, and they're coming for you right now. And you can't be, you know, you're just going to have to button it up a little bit here. Button up, pal, as Larry David would say. And uh, I hope that I hope that he knows that because he is kind of like Bruce Pearl. And some of, sometimes those guys can be know, their own worst enemies. Them, but it's hard to tell those guys things sometimes, you know. Well, you you mentioned that. It's different now than it was four years ago for him, and you're right. Four years ago, he was having to go living live in the gray area because he wasn't famous and wasn't whatever. Now he's the sexy new girl in school. All the boys want to talk to him. All these recruits want to come be a part of what's going on in Knoxville with the way that we're the villains and the bad guys and making Sports Center. Frequently last year, whenever college baseball doesn't make Sports Center, um, so he doesn't have to live in those areas now. He he can just go say, "Hey, yeah, you want a scholarship?" He doesn't, he doesn't have to cheat as much now, which everybody's got to cheat, you know. Especially with you know Vanderbilt doing what they do and having the unfair advantage, you got to cheat a little bit. But now he can get guys that want to talk to him just because he's the the new cute girl, or not the new cute girl. He is the girl now. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. And the analogy I always use is, you know, Saban and Calipari. And, uh, you know, Tony's not on yep. that level yep. yet. But, you know, uh, Calipari got – he's what, a, a two-time loser at UMass and, and Memphis getting caught with major violations, having banners taken down. And uh, Saban was smart about it. You know, he's obviously cheated but was, was good enough not to get caught doing it. Um, but – they don't have to do that as much, and I'm sure they still do whatever, but I don't think they have to be as aggressive in flaunting the rules as they did earlier in their careers because at this point they've positioned themselves as conduits to the NFL and NBA. And I think Vitello, is, he's pretty close now, man. People want to play for him. They know who he is. Yep. They know what his program's about. 
and they want to be a part of it right now. And you don't have to, you know, push the limits of what is acceptable in the eyes of the NCAA to be successful anymore. I hope he realizes that. No, you're right. He's, he's MLB network draft analyst, Tony Vitello. Now he's, he's a, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to say this, but he's kind of a big deal. Yes. <laughs> so you guys think the mean girl coaches were uh collection was, uh, Sitting at home last summer, steaming, having to look at him oh. on the on the draft. Oh, they were sickened. Yeah, because they know what it you know. Yep. Old bat and helmet uh, Corbin over there in Nashville. He's had that gig, and it, it you know <laughs> he doesn't have all his full scholarships and his and his every year MLB draft appearance to sell his program. Sorry. Yep. It's, it's like, not dude, my fault. Tennessee but. beat you four times last year. Why? Why do you think? MLB is going to come, uh, no offense, put your ugly mug on television when they have uh, the guy that uh, all the women want to be with, all the men want to be, Tony Vitello, right there, ready to step up and create ratings gold. What do you expect? Hey, hey Russ, one, Russ, one one thing real quick. Uh, I think it was, I think uh, Berto was on with you um, at, on the post game the other night, and he mm-hmm. brought up what, we had talked about me and him and, and Gabriel and some others talked about Friday night. Um, if Tennessee was to ever come in a basketball needing a new coach situation, oh boy. because maybe reti- a retirement took place, the Jay Wright thing is the absolute have that deal done if you're Danny White. You that guys, you guys are, uh, I want whatever you guys are smoking. Jay Wright ain't ever coaching again. I think I, I, he, yeah, he took one look. At, he, he he took one look at NI, but totally different, Rusty. Totally different. I see. I, I will. I will he, argue he that was, Villanova doesn't have. He he didn't want to deal with NIL at Villanova. He won't mind dealing it with NIL with Spire Sports backing him up. Well, we'll agree to disagree. He was <laughs> he was pretty vocal in all the interviews I saw with him, and he, he, he without just coming right out and saying it, he just he didn't want to deal with this stuff. I, mean, I don't I, think it would I, I matter according to – I mean, you pie in the sky. I mean, I hope so. I don't know. I like the coach we got. Oh, no, I'm saying if there was a retirement. I, I don't want Barnes gone. I'm just saying if Barnes decided to retire in the next couple of years. That's, that's something we didn't hear Saturday talk. night, Russell, was any of the retirement talk, did we? Well, I mean, if, if he does retire here in the next two or three years, Jay Wright's 61 years old, and, you know, maybe – Maybe he misses it a little bit. Yeah, I, I'd call him. I'd call him, film out if I if I were Danny White. But I kind of I'm like Bear. I, I I doubt it. I doubt he would he would want to do it. But yeah, why not give Jay Wright a call? Sure. And then we'll call Phil Jackson. No. And Red Arbach's ghost. God, not God, no. And then we'll hire Buzz Peterson. Like the most talent. Pat Riley. Only win if he's got the most talent. <laughs> Rusty, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Later, boys. Stay with us. The drive continues. 865-546-8200, your number to get on board. We're back with more right after this.
Bandland Radio, the drive continues. It's Russell Bear Marcus back with you on a Monday, Monday, Monday afternoon edition of the show. We are taking your phone calls today at 655-546-8200. Your number to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Mm. What's going on over there, Russ? Uh, trying to make some coffee right now. Nothing much. What's going on over there? Ah, no, just hanging out. It's a lazy afternoon at the Fan Run Studios. Cool. Friday was wild out there with all the – have we ever spent an entire day talking baseball on the show like we did Friday? No. No, we haven't. I thought about – you know who I thought about Friday? About our old buddy Rusty. He's kind of in that boat, Rusty Enzer. He's kind of in that same boat with Tim Priest. Those guys were, were brought to the brink of madness by the futility of the sports that they played when they were at Tennessee. Mm. Well, good to have stories with happy endings. and um, Right now our stories ended happily. We'll see if that uh, holds, hopefully. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, Trey had the tweet still – the program's still under NCAA inquiry. So they're still looking at some things and best case scenario is this is all over. You know, NCAA wraps it up, says, yeah, we're not messing with college baseball. Sorry. We got other things to do. Worst case scenario is they come back and say, this is the most egregious tampering violation we've encountered. And we can prove that it happened and we're going to, really throw the book at Tony Vitello here with a big suspension. Hmm. I would not be pleased about that. No, that would suck. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. Usually these things that fall somewhere in between, but is, hopefully, yeah, ho- we're at, at this point, we're just hoping our, our boy gets a clean bill of health and, and we can put this all befi- behind us and concentrate on winning. That was starting to sound suspiciously like one of your – Optimistic, pessimistic, realistic segments. Yeah. What's a realistic? You gave me the optimistic and the pessimistic. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's impossible to predict what the NCAA is going to do in in the bigger sports, right? In baseball, I don't know. I don't know, man. What do they have? What What are the SEC Mean Girls clubs? telling the NCAA about our boy Tony. What are they what yarns are they spinning? Well, I I mean I would immediately go scorched earth just due to the fact that it's pretty much common knowledge is coming from coaches. I just I'd lay everybody's cards on the table. All right. Yeah. I did it. Let's talk about you. You go ahead and admit what you did. I mean, why would Tommy Tanks leave a, a SEC baseball powerhouse just to transfer to LSU? Tell me Tommy doesn't have some big NIL deal? Well, this Corbin guy has got some big brass ones. He's a wheelbarrow throwing, to carry him around, Russ. People keep throwing Van Horn around as um, and I don't really know what his I, I assume all these guys wanted Maui and Tony beat him to the punch. And they 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 
saw an opening to, to narc on him, to snitch on him. And they took it because these guys are dorks. And um, the Corbin guy, though, man, for him, when he's had full scholarships to give in a partial scholarship sport for years, and he used that to win national championships and fine. It's whatever, man. But the the Vandy people get so mad when you point that out. Everybody knows it. It's blatant. It's not even blatant. It's just it's something they're able to do. It's a loophole they've been able to exploit. And now with NIL, that loophole is closed. And Tennessee has a bigger fan base, more uh, support from the business community. And so we can bring these kids in and, and make them whole. We can, we can find some money for them, sell some T-shirts, have them do some autograph signing, stuff like that. Throw them a couple thousand bucks and – that way they're not going into debt just to play for Tennessee. And this guy over here wants to act like Tennessee's doing something that a, everybody else isn't trying to do in this league and B as if it's something beyond the pale, something that's, I mean, is clutching his pearls over there? Oh my God. I can't believe these guys are doing, first of all, you can't believe it. You're just jealous and you're upset that you don't have this huge advantage over everybody anymore i was looking bear last night for uh some baseball tickets you can't get in to lindsey nelson vanderbilt weekend for less than about 160 bucks right now and those prices are only going to go up should we go ahead and jump on jump on it now i mean if you want to i'm kind of hoping somebody throws your boy a freebie but yeah i mean if if you really want to go you probably ought to get those tickets now i mean they're they're sold out, so this is all secondary market stuff. But Either that or see if you could finagle an invite on where I'd like to do is maybe finagle an invite to one of the porches. When Vandy comes in here in April. Oh, we're going to rain down hell on them. Tim Corbin coaches third base for them. He's <laughs> going to be standing out on that field for half the game. I want the full – throated insanity of Vol Nation to rain down upon him all three games. Everything's on the table. Keep the language clean-ish, if you will, because there probably will be some children there. But you talk about heckling. I want Tim Corbin to get the treatment to the degree where he's unable to focus on the game. I'm talking about, I want to hear about his mama. I want to hear about his old lady. It's all on the table, Bear. I'm taking the gloves off. His granny, all this of them. Guy, his sister. You, you think, oh, Russell, come on. We got to be classier than that. We're no. Tennessee. We don't do that. Yes, we do. This guy tried to get our guy fired. He's trying to get our guy fired right now. This thing isn't over. That little snitch in his batting helmet in Nashville, is trying to get Tony Vitello runt out of this league. You're either and with us or against us, buddy. Those three games in April, our fans better let him hear about it. What it, Tony says, quote, make it nasty. Make it disturbing. Borderline dangerous, as Geraldo Ball would say. 
That's what I want. I want that guy. That guy better have a police escort in and out of Lindsey Nelson Stadium. All right, now now I might be pushing the limits, yeah. the line and the limits of good taste. Maybe just don't want to hurt him. We don't get physical. Don't throw anything, okay? Throw insults. Throw barbs. Throw pot shots. Make it nasty. Keep it clean. Ish. Yeah. I mean, as a parent myself, that would not be a Tennessee weekend that I would be taking my child to. Yeah, you you might want to think about that, parents. You might want to think about that. It's. I mean, just no going into it that this is this not going to be a kid friendly series. You know, I'm I'm not saying that they they should be allowed to say uh, not clean stuff, but you know, it's baseball. You're going to hear some stuff. Things are going to be said in anger. Yeah, they're coming after our guy. You're either with us or you're against us, Russ. It says mm-hmm. so right in the Bible. And if you're not with us, we will roll over you like an orange tide. That series is a blood vendetta. Nothing less than a sweep is acceptable. You, you, and I want, I want run. I want to run rule them. You tell me who's uh, he's firmly atop the top of the flagpole of most hated figures for Tennessee fans right now. I didn't think it was possible for Pat Adams to get passed like that, but Shane Beamer or Tim Corbin, Bear. Tim Corbin. Corbin. Beamer's not a rat. Corbin's a rat. You know, Beamer wins the game, talks a little trash. Hey, it's fair play. We don't like him, but it is what it is. Corbin, he he tries to act like he's, you know, this grandfatherly figure, leader of men, and he's a narc. No, he's a total narc. That's where the, yeah, that's where the bat stuff started. They were laying in wait for that. Yep. I mean, my all-time Tony Vitello scene. Give me back. Give, give me, me back my bat. bat. <laughs> give me back my bleeping bat. They, they're, they're, it's a good thing they didn't give Tony that bat that night, that day in Nashville last year because he probably would have walked over to Vanderbilt's dugout and beaten Corbin over the head with it. Caught a murder charge. Nah, he's got that batting helmet on. I wonder if he wears that to bed. I can just see Corbin, like, you know he wears old man pajamas, right? Oh, he was definitely wearing that bicycle helmet on the playground growing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's obvious. He was he was that kid. Martin is next. Good afternoon, Martin. You're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Yes, Russell. Martin. My lady boss finished third place in the SEC, and now all they got to do is go to the Sweet 16 to keep Joey Jai Harper's job. Martin has set the limit for Kelly Jolly Harper this postseason. He says she has to make the Sweet 16 or he's looking for a new basketball coach if he's in charge. Because she'll have 12 losses and she won't be ranked. Yeah, Martin, you you would uh you'd give moving company recommendations to get to get Carol Car- what Carol Lawson? Is that who you want? No. Oh. I want the coach at Louisville or the coach at North Carolina. Called North Carolina beat Duke, and they had a great year last year. They almost they lost by eight points in the three sixteen to uh, to South Carolina. 
and I forget her name. I can't think of her name to save the world. Look for the well, North Carolina coach. Kelly Harper finishes this, her fourth season on Rocky Top, regular season 21 and 10, 13 and 3 in league play. That is her best record in league play in her four years here in Knoxville. Now, here's where it gets ugly, Martin. She was 0 and 7 this year against ranked teams. She has not beaten a ranked opponent this season. 0 and 7. I'm just telling you, if you don't make it to 316, if it's up to me, I'd look for a coach in North Carolina. So I think she's rated number 16 in the country right now, ain't for sure. I really think if we went down that road, which I'm still not quite comfortable doing that yet, um, it's a little premature, but I would think that Kara Lawson would, is, is who they're going to, is who they would go get. All the players are still pulling for. Kelly Johnny Harper, those are former players. Sure they are. That's why it's tough when you hire, you know, we've talked about this before. When with T Martin and when you hire former Vol greats to come in it and if things don't go right, um, it can end up being really messy. Yes. When it's one of your own. Well, you think we can make this three sixteen wrestle or what do you think about the lady Vos? Um, yeah, I mean, they, they've got the talent to make it beyond the sweet 16. And my, my whole thing is they've got seven banners up in that arena. Sweet 16 used to be taken for granted around here. This program was measured not just by final fours, but by national championships. Do you win it all or not? Now we are a long way from that. I mean, that's gone. Unfortunately, that's just gone. And Look for the North Carolina coach, you hear me? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know her name. I don't know enough about it, Martin. All I know is this. Kelly Harper's not going anywhere this year. I don't think she's getting fired. But at, at a certain point, these former players and, and longtime Lady Vol fans who you're talking about, they got to ask themselves what they want out of their program. Do, do they want to get it back to the standard that it used to be? Do the, are we Is that what we're chasing, or are we just sort of – Having a program, because if you just have a program, then Kelly Harper's fine. Go, and there's no, there's no reason to make a coaching change. You know, she could go out there and win 20 games and make the tournament and, and that kind of thing. But if you want to get back to chasing championships, pushing for the Final Four, it's pretty clear after four years she's not that coach. Yes, Russell. Yes, I listen to your show, son. Well, I appreciate you, Martin. I take your phone calls, buddy. All right. Thank you, Russell. Love you, man. Martin. Who's our favorite Martin? Who are your? Uh, who are the other Martins in contention? Martin Lawrence? Martin Short? Yeah. Martin Sheen? Steve Martin? No. First name Martin. Martin Sheen. That'd be the – yeah, it'd be Martin the caller, Martin Sheen, Martin Short, and Martin Lawrence. It's a pretty good uh, Mount Rushmore of Martins. Or as Conzo says Martin. Yeah, Conzo Martin. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Scorsese. Would you not put Martin Luther King in your top? That seems. Yeah, Barry, you racist. What's wrong with you? 
Martin Luther King, Dr. King? Yeah. I hadn't really, I mean, I'm just firing off the top of my head here. First Martins that came to mind. Ricky Martin. Martin Brooks Jr. I've been, yeah, it's a good one. I went down a Martin Short rabbit hole over the weekend. Have you watched uh, that show on Hulu, uh, Only Murders in the Building? Uh-uh. It's pretty good. The first season is really good. Uh, second season, we actually haven't made it through. My wife likes it a lot more than I do. It's kind of a I – don't, I don't even know what I'm about to say. It's kind of – it's not a Something chick Something slightly misogynistic? It, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. It's, uh, the first season was really good. I'll, I'll put it that way. It's kind of got a, like a, a film noir, you know, New York City modern vibe to it. Huh. I'll have to check it out. Well, I'm batting a thousand. Uh, Chloe's having a great day here. Hey, Chloe, what's up? <laughs> she, doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't know if she's allowed to TV, if she's allowed yeah, to she talk. Can to just you. wave to my disembodied voice floating through the <laughs> White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Ah, That's she's fine. mad about the whole West High thing. She's a rebel, and she's a winner. And, and make, uh, make we cracks about the Butch Bowl. Winners don't win, winners don't concern themselves with the opinion of losers. Last time I checked, we, we beat you guys last time we played on the field, Russ. Hmm. Yeah, and that was, that was funny. The COVID game. Yeah, when both teams were decimated by COVID. Both teams were decimated. Yeah, that's funny. We had like 12 kids Your out. We had 12 starters history. out. You had 12 starters out. Yeah, and we still beat that's, you all like a That's a, a drum. great rectally derived number. I like that. We had 72 starters out. I How got that, that straight there? from uh, the folks from, over from, Catholic. Uh, from a guy who knows the stuff about all the things. It was one of the Catholic yeah. coaches. You didn't get that from anybody. I did, too. Stop lying on my show, dude. People know when you're lying. Been I'm doing this for lying. seven years. You don't think we know when you're just completely. <laughs> just throwing completely stuff out there. Full um who's who's the best liar can think of non-political oh john lovitz that guy joe was his uh remember that character he had on saturday night live yeah what was that guy's name that bit he used to do i'll look it up at the break stay with us the drive continues more fan run radio coming up the The drive Radio, the drive continues. 105.7 FM, 13.40 AM, streaming online, fanrunradio.com, your free fan run app. A variety of ways for you to experience the program. Oh, I did that thing. What'd you do? Where uh, sometimes when you're like hustling to get back on the air, now I'm out of breath. Oh, that's what happened to, uh, who was it we, um, it was, it's, it's one of our. Uh, Mike Wilson. No. Was it, it Mike? Was Mike? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mike was running to catch the call to to make it onto the show, 
And uh, I, I go, I said, hey, man, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Catch your breath. You're so out of breath. And then, like, before I could get the text fired off to you, we need 30 seconds. You brought him in. I just brought him right on. Yeah. He did a pretty good job, though. He cut a yeah, I didn't, he cut I didn't good notice. cardiovascular. I didn't notice. But, uh, all right, I think I've got it together now. 865-546-8200, your number to get on the show here this afternoon. 546-8200 if you want to join. Bear, have you ever done that thing where – like uh, somebody says something to you as you're leaving or, or you say you say something to somebody that just makes no sense at all. You just get like you combine two different phrases and what comes out is just gobbledygook. And then you feel like just a total moron from like super blowed away. I've done that. Do it. Well, I'm, I'm talking about just like stone cold sober. The most obvious example is like when somebody says, um, hey, drive careful. And you go, oh, thanks. You, too. But you're like at home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, I think that's kind of a universal thing. And you're like, yeah, you you just feel like the biggest moron. I had uh, the worst, the worst one of those of all time, I think, over the weekend. Was it with somebody famous or? No, no. What? I don't know. I mean, why would it be that bad? It's just, well, it's just random people. Like, it, it doesn't matter to me. Like, uh, th- this was actually with like some dorky kid at a, a fast food drive-through. But I'm getting my food, and they say, "Do you need any ketchup or anything?" And I, prov- I combined the phrases, "No, uh, no, thanks, that's all," and uh, "No, that'll do." And what came out was, "That'll do all." I've never said anything just like not a complete sentence like that. (laughs) This kid just looked at me like boomer. Thank you. Crazy person. See you later. That'll do all. (laughs) I do. I I, I do stuff like that all the time. And it's always when you're leaving. It's, it's always like the exit. You too. Drive careful. I'm in bed. You too. Or it's like when uh, you're leaving the drive-thru and they say, enjoy your food, and you say, you too. Like, they're going to come and join you and yeah. eat the food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly what it is. That'll do all. Yeah. I, was just, I had to sit there and be like, I didn't even try to explain it. I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to leave that one. That's 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 how it's going to be. I'm not even going to uh, correct myself. I'm just going to drive off. And, and she'll stand there wondering, the that'll do all guy. My brother told me good luck before surgery. And I just attributed that I did you too, but I was I was on prop, propofol or whatever the hell that they had me on some kind of cock. Yeah, well you never had surgery. When you have surgery, usually well before the surgery, they can come in when they start you having. They give you a nice shot, get you relaxed. You too. The hell do I need luck for? I'm not the one going under. You didn't have a Walter White moment and reveal the presence of a second cell phone, did you? No, but I distinctly remember telling these two. Um, these two. I, this is. I don't, I'm trying to figure out if I can. I don't. I don't have time to tell the story. It's a pretty funny one, and I got to figure out how I can tell it without being xenophobic. Weird. <laughs> but yeah, I had two, uh, and I'm pretty sure it happened. That one for a minute, buddy. Don't want to get you canceled here at the end of hour number two. I'm pretty sure I know it happened because my arm was so destroyed when I woke up. 
but there were like two small Asian women that were trying to start an IV on my left arm. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling them, I was like, I've never, they've, nobody's ever been able to get an IV in my left arm. Stop trying. That hurts. And then that's the last thing I remember because that's when the drugs really started taking hold. And then I woke up and my entire left arm was like black. And I could see like all the needle marks where they tried. Like they obviously kept trying. Really a pleasant way to end our number two. Sorry about that. With us, Marcus Young has your top five at five when we continue our number three of The Drive coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio.